Hello, hey. hello. Welcome to What, what the, the Deaf podcast. Let's talk about something that is is just a huge part of our lives and within the deaf community. Sports. So this morning, you and I had a workout, and it was a pretty big workout. And right in the middle of it, I was like, Sarah, how on earth do hearing people work out with music? (laughs) I am so focused on my pace, my watts, my breathing. breathing. My mind is thinking about the time. To think about adding music to it, I don't understand. (laughs) It makes it a distraction. And... People spend like 30 minutes of their workouts trying to figure out the best music that fits their workout. And I'm just like, I just work out. And that's why sometimes I'm like, people will say, oh, I went to the gym for an hour. And I'm like, okay, so did you mean you went to the gym for an hour spending 30 minutes finding music plus your 30 minutes that you actually spent working out? Is that right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm just wondering. Or like, You know, college athletes in the gym, they have their walkout music before the game that they pick based on their personalities. And I'm just like, I just walk out. So that ties into the topic that we're going to be discussing today. You guys had a lot of questions related to athletic sports and how deaf athletes are involved with the hearing world. And what it's like for a deaf person to play sports. Again, I was born and raised deaf. And so I never knew what it was like to play sports with my hearing. I, once I'm on the court, it's go time. I play based on the rules and you just play the game. And one thing about sports in general, no matter what sport you play, the rules are all the same. Whether you're deaf, whether you're hearing or speak another language, the rules of the game is universal. So that's one thing that I loved about sports. So when I was little, I attended a hearing school still, and my parents got me into a bunch of different sports to kind of test out to see, you know, what I liked and what I didn't like. We first tried T-ball. Yeah, T-ball. No, nope, just don't. Mm-mm. You've seen the movie Benchwarmers, right? And you know, the guy who likes to sit way out into the outfield and he's playing with the grass and looking for butterflies. That's you. Yeah. Yep. That's me. Like a three-year-old version of him. That's me. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And when I swung for the ball, I ran to first base and I saw people cheering for me and I got so excited that I ran straight to third base (laughs) and the ref's like, you're out because you missed second base. Okay. You don't tell me that I'm out. I got so upset to the point where my parents had to sit me down and be like, it's okay to lose sometimes, Carly. Just accept it. (laughs) That's when I kind of realized I am very competitive. It's just a part of me. And I also don't like softball in general. Never play the sport again. (laughs) And then I went to a deaf school and I got into three different sports that were just a part of me throughout the years. I played volleyball, basketball, and track. And I played for a deaf school. And so the accessibility was already there. I played with a deaf team. Our communication was already based off of sign language. You know, we had deaf coaches or the coaches knew sign language. And the court itself was actually accessible too. Our court had these lights that were behind the baskets that connect to the ref's whistle. 
And so if the whistle blew, the lights would flash. And that's when I knew that the refs blew the whistle and I'd look for the ref to see what call was made. And so just small things like that, that we had access to in our gyms. And that's why I loved home games. If it was an away game, I kind of like, okay, there's a little bit more work that I, I have to do. I have to look for the refs and, you know, we'd be fighting for the ball. And finally somebody would tap on my shoulder and I'm like, oh, you blew the whistle. My bad. <laughs> so that's a total deaf problem. So basketball is my favorite sport. It's if I had to choose a sport, it would be basketball. And I noticed that as a deaf player, I have that instinct ability to, to feel the players and I'd always be touching them. So if I could feel them going that way, I'd follow them and hearing players would get so annoyed and be like, stop touching me. And I'm like, I'm not trying to foul you. I'm a deaf player. I need to know where you're going. And I do that by touching you. I'm sorry. <laughs> and so I just, it's something that's a part of me and I rely on my other senses to become a deaf athlete. Well, when I was growing up, it was completely different. I was put into hearing teens in the hearing world growing up. And I said, well, like you said, growing up, I was also put into multiple different sports and not all fit. Really two were my main sports. One was volleyball and the other was water polo. But I was put into hearing teens. And growing up, I used sports as my escape from my schooling from bullying, from other things that I faced growing up. And sports was my outlet. It was a place where I felt safe because the rules are the same, no matter if you're hearing or deaf or you speak a different language. It did not matter. So that was a place where I can really invest all my energy and become the best player I could be. And with that, I did become the best player, but my social and relationships with my teammates just were never really there in the hearing environment. I just focused on sports and that was it. And I did become a leader and I was captain and I did break records in my school, but I never really had that bond with my teammates and that connection other than just showing up for practice and working my ass off to become the best and show my skills there on the court. And that's the reason why I fell in love with sports. It was my safe space. It was, I still remember one game that I played in water polo. It was sudden death and the next goal would win. And I had no idea. The coach did not let me know. It was a hearing coach. So he just didn't know how to let me know. So I just went along with it and I got the ball and I shot it in the goal and I made it. And I thought I became hearing for a second because the audience were they were screaming and cheering. And I was like, what just happened? Oh, I scored the winning goal. What? I didn't feel that pressure. So it was a benefit for being deaf in the water without my hearing aids. I can't hear anything except for a whistle. So the fact that I won the game, I was like, oh, okay. There was no pressure for that. I could just focus on the sport and play and just be so focused on that. And it wasn't until I went and tried out for the deaf Olympic team. Yes, deaf athletes have their own Olympics. And I tried out for it. I met so many wonderful deaf athletes, volleyball players from different backgrounds, oral schools, deaf athletes who signed, deaf schools, mainstream schools, such a variety. And I felt like, oh, this was a piece of the puzzle I was missing. And I wanted this. I not only had access to the sport in general, but I had access to communication, to be involved to feel part of the team as an athlete as well. And that sport, that team changed my life. 
and then I went to Gallaudet University and met you through volleyball. And everybody on the team was deaf or they knew sign language. And it made me feel like I'm not just an athlete, but I'm Sarah. I can be a part of the team. You weren't just a deaf athlete, but you were just Sarah. Right. And I just focused on my skills. Plus, I was able to have that connection with my teammates that I've always wanted. And I continue to be the leader that I am, but I can also have an interaction with my teammates. So the wonderful thing about the Deaf Olympic team is that we are able to travel the world and meet other amazing deaf athletes from other countries and interact with them. And even though we don't sign the same language, we still are able to have that connection through volleyball, through sports and have that community there. And it's something so different. And if you, I mean, you really have to be there to understand what it's like, but. And it's really cool how sports are a home to a lot of deaf communities, whether you're a player or a fan like you, for instance, you came from a hearing school and sports was your outlet. It was your escape from your everyday lives, your everyday social life. You were just able to escape and play the game. While for me. Coming from a deaf school, I still viewed sports as a place for me to connect with other deaf people from other states and other teams. We played against both hearing and deaf teams, and I always became so much more excited for the opportunity to play against another deaf team because finally we could play a game against each other, be competitive, and once we're done, we connected and we're able to interact and say, How are you? We haven't seen each other for a year. And so sports or really any, any kind of organization or event that is deaf related is a huge thing for the deaf and hard of hearing community because our everyday lives, we are interacting with hearing people and we're scattered all over the place in our own element and all over the world. And so an event or a sporting event like that, that happens once a year gives us the opportunity to all come together and just really appreciate that time together and embrace our culture and our language, our community, because we don't get that every day. And I think that's why the deaf community cares so much about our culture. And we get so frustrated to see a lot of the deaf schools closing all across the States and, you know, or hearing people that kind of take over our culture or our community. And we're just like, we want to welcome everybody into our community, into our, our culture and our world, but we really value the time with each other. And we just, we want that time because every day we interact with you and we don't have that time with each other every day. So when that opportunity presents itself, just let us enjoy the time together. Yeah. And you also had a wonderful experience with your cousin that changed his perspective. Yeah. Again, I love basketball and basketball will always be my favorite sport. And I still play basketball. I actually play in a basketball league. And about a year ago, we had a tournament in Texas where a bunch of deaf people from all over came and played in a tournament. And it just so happens to be the same week that my cousin who is hearing had a law enforcement conference in Texas. And it's crazy how the universe works, but we were in the same city, same week close by. And so he reached out to me and said, Hey, we're in the same city. Let's get together and meet up. And I did hesitate for a minute because, you know, it's one week that I get to spend with all of my deaf friends and I didn't want to miss out on the 
social time that I get with them to meet up with my cousin where we could easily meet up in Nebraska. So I hesitated, but then I'm like, you know what? Why not? But I told him to meet us at a bar where a bunch of us deaf people were gathering. So envision a small bar with about two to 300 deaf people all coming together. We all just got done playing basketball. We played against each other. And so that night we had a lot of things to talk about and just really engage with each other and socialize. So he showed up and it was an absolute culture shock for him. And I remember it to this day very well. And I was a little hesitant. I'm like, oh, you know what? It's going to be a really interesting experience for us. But you know what? Let's just do it. And I still get my time with my deaf friends that I wanted. And he showed up. And he just was stunned. He went up to one of my friends and said, I understand what it's like to be Carly her entire life. I really got to step into her shoes and see what it's like for her to be surrounded by a bunch of hearing people every day where conversations are going on around her, being lost and not know what's being said around her. And that's what she lives with every single day. And I only get a taste of this for two hours of my time. I see what it's like. And this is such an amazing community that she lives in. And I really respect the deaf community more. And so for that, that meant the world because not a lot of my hearing family members understand that. And to have somebody really truly experience what it's like to be me being a part of a large deaf community just meant the world. And for them to step out of their comfort zone and for him to be willing to see you and to see what it's like. For you to be in your comfort zone, even if it was only for two hours or just a small amount of time, it was amazing. And hats off to him for that. And I remember we were back in a corner far away from the bar and I saw my brother up there and I'm like, perfect, because there was a long line and it's going to take forever to get drinks. So I nudged my cousin. I was like, hey, do you need a drink? And he's like, well, sure. Yeah. Like, go ahead. Yeah. Give me a beer. It sounds good. And I'm like, perfect. So I waved my arms as big as I can. And then I signed, get me two beers, get two beers. And he was like, okay. So my cousin looked at me and was waiting for me to actually go up to the bar. And so we interacted for about 15 minutes and my brother came back with all the beer and my cousin was stunned. And he was like, okay, how and when did you go and order those drinks? And I'm like, oh, my brother was already up there. And I told him to get the beers. And he was like, this is so cool. (laughs) Death gain. Welcome to the deaf world. We have our privileges. (laughs) You know, it's something we value about our community. So, I mean, again, sports or deaf events is something that the deaf community really, really appreciates. Because it's not only about the sport. It's about what the community is within the sport and how amazing the deaf community is when we all come together to support one another in the sport and the fans. Holy cow. Deaf fans, again, if you have the opportunity to go to a game where deaf people are playing, it is like an earthquake. It's so visual and you can see people stomping their feet and some hearing teams that we played against are taken aback and super distracted by it because they're not used to it. But you can sense the energy and the vibes in the heart when you play. And also my dad back in the day, he also played in the same league that I play in. And so there's a lot of value and tradition in the culture, knowing that I'm playing in the same team that my dad played for when he was in high school. 
And then it was passed on to my brother and now me. And so it's just very meaningful. And for my dad to come and be a fan now and just look back on his glory days when he played with his deaf team and now he's watching his own daughter play. And it's just, it's just so important to us. And a lot of people don't realize how much sports truly mean to our community. It makes me love playing sports even more, especially when I went to Gallaudet and now on the national team, but the fans and I still play to this day and I always get so excited every year I go for competition and I get to play around the world and meet fans and people and athletes and the environment and energy there. I always look forward to it every year. Oh, hopefully you guys are able to watch a death event or go to a death game. It's something so different. Well, oh, and also. FYI, if you didn't know, football, you know the huddle? That was created by deaf people. Yeah. Society actually can't live without the deaf community. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the deaf? Again, hopefully we were able to answer your question without being able to directly answer your question. For me, it's like asking you what it's like for you to play sports with your hearing. in you're probably thinking, well, well, how do I answer that question? And the same goes for me. You know, I don't, I don't know what it's like, but this is how I do it. And this is the experience that I went through. And so hopefully that gives you some idea of what it's like. But keep asking your questions. It makes us think and have that conversation. Like, how do we do that? It takes us out of our regular routine and take a step back and able to unpack what our lives are like. So we're excited to continue this conversation. And don't forget to email us with all your questions to questions at whatthedeaf.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at whatthedeaf. And please like and subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. We would love to have all your wonderful comments. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye, guys.